All right, I will say good morning. My apologies about that. We have some technical difficulties this morning. But let us begin. Let's begin by thanking our sponsors for today's shir. To thank our Tamatora sponsors for the month of Kislev. Semi Malka Esterson for dedicating all the Shi'urim and Drashos this month in memory of their parents. Yitzchok Leib Ben Aaron HaKohen, Sarah Rachel Bas, Bas Baruch Avram, and Hinda Bas Henech Ephraim. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, the Neshamas will have an Aliyah and the family a Nechama. We thank our Week of Learning sponsors, Paul and Kathy Pollack, for dedicating the Shi'urim this week in memory of Paul's sister, Zachrini Shulanis Bas Shmuel. We thank our Dafyomi sponsors for today. Sorry. Our Dafyomi is sponsored for today, Mr. and Mrs. Yuda Buchwalter, in memory of all what was that was lost on Kristallnacht and the deliverances that Hashem gave us that day. Such a beautiful and meaningful and uplifting sponsorship. We hope that in the merit of our Tama Torah, probably so, we'll only see Yeshua's and Nechamas. And also with that, let us begin. So today's Daf is Lamed Beis. We have a lot to do today. We are picking up, so 32, we are picking up Emir Hashem on Lamed Aleph Amid Beis. And we left off, we left off in the third, in, in the wide lines on the bottom, the third wide line. The third wide line. So we'll say, so remember again, remember again, the Gemara is talking about the nine enactments of Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. So in yesterday's daf, we were successfully able to identify eight of them, and there's a machlokis about the ninth. The machlokis was between Rapapa. And Rav Nachman by Yitzchak. Rav Papa said the ninth takana was what we call Kerem Revai, or more specifically, the repealing of the takana of, of very nice, of Kerem Revai. Right? So remember again that they used to have a takana that if you were within one day journey of Yerushalayim, you had to bring your Kerem Revai to Yerushalayim. After the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai repealed that particular enactment. Rav, now we come to Rav Nachman by Yitzchak. Rav Nachman Yitzchak said, no, the ninth enactment was the Lashon Shel Zahoris, the red wall. What's the red wall? So here we go, Bosei. Fourth wide line. Fourth wide line. Actually, sorry, third wide line. So Rav Nachman by Yitzchak, Amar Lashon Shel Zahoris. He says, that's the ninth takana. What's the case? The Sanyo. It used to be that on Yom Kippur, they would, they would hang up a piece of red wool at the entranceway of the Ulam. Remember again, the Ulam is the antechamber, the large rectangular structure that leads into the Kodesh, right? It's the hallway, the antechamber to the Kodesh itself. So all of Klal Yisrael is... All of Klal Yisrael is assembled on Yom Kippur. And remember again, the individual, the Ish Iti, would take the Seir La'azazel, the goat, into the wilderness. It was his job to throw the goat off the cliff to effect atonement for Klal Yisrael. So they used to hang a piece of red string by the entranceway of the Ulam. Again, remember, what was the point of that red string? That was the litmus test of divine forgiveness. So the Gemara says, Hilbin Hayusmechen. If it turned white, everyone was obviously very joyous. Lo hilbin, if it didn't turn white, hayu atzavin, they were very sad. So therefore, again, hiskinu, shikoshin also pesach olimibifnim. Shabbos said, this is incredible. This is incredible. So they instituted, listen to this Gemara. We, we know this, ready. They instituted, therefore, that they should move the red string from the outside to the inside, right? Let's, let's analyze. What was the problem here? The problem was that if the string didn't turn white, it remained red, what, what did that symbolize? 
What is that? Really? Lack of forgiveness. So, so the rabbi said, you know what? People are getting too sad. People are getting too sad. So let's instead move the string to the inside. The boss said, isn't that fascinating? You would think that if the string doesn't turn white, then what? You want people to see that. You want people to see that. See, the boss said, what you see here is something absolutely amazing. That sometimes you want people to be abundantly aware of the truth. And sometimes you need people to maintain a sense of hope and optimism, even in the face of difficult circumstances. You see, what, what the rabbis understood was that to see that string remain red on Yom Kippur would be totally demoralizing. And when people become demoralized enough, they simply stop trying. So can you imagine all of Kalal Yisrael is packed into the Beis HaMikdosh on Yom Kippur. And Yom Kippur, remember again, is a day of simcha, a day of joy, a day of forgiveness. It's a new start. It's a tabla ras. That's the blank slate. And what happens, again, if that string remains red? So everybody stops trying. Bipashlos, everybody stops davening. Everything comes to a screeching halt. Isn't it interesting that sometimes it's perhaps better not to know the full truth so that you could be able to go ahead and maintain a certain sense of hope and optimism rather than be faced with the clear unequivocal truth and lose your drive for any future focus. It's an incredible, incredible use. So now, of course, sometimes the reverse truth, so sometimes knowing the truth, knowing the truth, you know, it, it's almost as if if a person is battling an illness, right? So, so the worst thing a person could do is Google everything. Right, because if you Google everything, you see every single piece of information, and again, whether it's true, not true, and often the result of that, no one ever said, you know what, I Googled my challenge, and wow, I feel so much better. Right, it's incredible. Baruch Hashem, I got so much chizuk. Right, you don't get chizuk. You don't get chizuk. Instead, what you get, what happens is you become you become filled with pachad and anxiety, and this one said this. You know, what's true, what's not true. So it's not that ignorance is bliss, because Yiddishkeit does not believe in that. Ignorance is not bliss. But that sometimes, at least for a person to be able to move forward, not being face-to-face with the total reality of circumstances may actually be a little bit helpful. Again, an interesting episode. So what happened? So what did they do? They moved the red string. They moved the red string inside. Now, it still didn't work. So people would still peer inside. They, would, they moved it to the inside of the ulam. People would still peer inside to be able to see the string. If it turned white, they were happy. Didn't turn white, they were sad. So what happened? What happened? I'm sorry. So therefore they said, you know what? Take the string out of the base of Mikdash. And instead what they told the Ish Iti is tie one part of the string between the horns of the ram and one part of the string on the rock next to the edge of the cliff. So I'll say, amazingly enough, the only person who saw what happened to the string was who? The Ish Iti. And remember again, the Ish Iti doesn't get back until after Yom Kippur, right? So I, I don't know if he ever shared or if anybody ever asked him, you know what happens after Yom Kippur. After Yom Kippur, Baruch Hashem, there's such a sense of simcha. We've moved on, Emirat Hashem, to preparing for Sukkis. So I don't, I don't know that it even mattered as much to people what happened to that string. The point over here is that sometimes, again, it was an incredible yisod. Sometimes what you need people to be focused on is much more on what can be 
than what is. If I'm too focused on what is, that could totally take the wind out of my sails. So the string didn't turn red. Oy, it's the end of the road. We don't want people to, we want people being focused on what can be in the year ahead. Incredible say. So therefore, again, they, the Gemara attributes that change of this tying of the red string Part on the goat and part of the part on the rector be okay and zakai. So it says Why is Rab Nachem by Yitzchak who holds that the ninth takana is the red string? Why doesn't he call hold like Rav Papa that it was Karim Ravai? Amr Lachal, listen to this. So remember again the story. Rabbi Elazar, sorry, Rabbi Eliezer had Karim Ravai, had a lot of Karim Ravai. And what's Rabbi Eliezer? What, what, what was he going to do? What? He was going to make it hefker. He was, why was he going to make it hefker? Right? Because we'll say, because remember again, he didn't want to have to carry it to Yerushalayim. So the students, Rabbi Elezer, said to him, Rabbi, right, Chaver of your friends already repealed that decree. Rabbi will say, if indeed this was Takan Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai, Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai was not a friend of Rabbi Eliezer. He was Rabbi Eliezer's Rabbi. So the Gemara said, Rabbi Hava. He was, he was, Rabbi, he was Rabbi, Rabbi Eliezer's Rabbi. So Rabbi will say, so therefore again, the fact that the Talmidim said to Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi, your friends, your colleagues already repealed this decree seems to indicate that the person who repealed it was not Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai. The Idoch. And what would Rav Papa respond to this? And ultimately, Rav Papa will say, that no, this was said out of deference to Rabbi Eliezer. That since it was Rabbi Eliezer's Talmidim who were telling him that the decree was repealed, it's not respectful, apparently it's not respectful according to the Gemara, when speaking to your Rebbe, to tell your Rebbe that his Rebbe repealed the decree. I guess the Gemara felt it was a lack of, lack of covet, that for the Talmidim of Rabbi Eliezer to say, oh Rebbe, your Rebbe already repealed the decree, was a lack of covet. So therefore they phrased it, instead of saying your Rebbe, they phrased it as saying your colleagues. Why does Rav Papa says Kerem Ravai? Why does he not agree with Rav Nachman who says that it was the Lashon Shel Zahoris? Because if it was, it's fascinating. If you think that it was Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai who repealed the decree, now which literally means Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai was the one who legislated. We're no longer hanging up the red string in the Beis Hamikdash. We're hanging up the red string in. Or I should say, in the desert, right, right on the uh, on the goat and on the stone by the edge of the cliff. Listen to this. So the Gemara says, "May Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai may have a lashon shalzahoris." In the days of Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, there was no more red string. Why not? So the Gemara says, "Listen to this." Vatanya, this is incredible. Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai may have esim shana. Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai lived 120 years. Also, I'll just point out something very interesting in the lens of Chazal people who exhibited transformative leadership are always given 120-year lifespans. So again, whether it's literal or whether it's figurative, Moshe Rabbeinu, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, all of them are given 120 years. And here's what's amazing. Their 120 is almost always divided in the same way. 40 of nothingness, like just... Drain around, I guess, finding themselves, they call it today, right? For, right, 40 years, 40 years of learning, right? Personal growth, and then 40 years of leadership. It's an, it's an incredible, incredible thing, right? Moshe Rabbeinu is introduced to Kalali Israel at the Sna at 80 years old, at 80 years old. Rabbi Akiva, right? Rabbi Akiva, 
ultimately again as an ignorant shepherd, first 40 years. Listen to this. Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, what did he do? He wasn't ignorant. Mem shana asak biprakmatya. This is incredible. He was in business. He was in business for 40 years. He was in business for 40 years. Mem shana lamad. 40 years. 40 years he learned. Mem shana limit. And 40 years he taught. So I'll say, isn't this incredible? Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai who literally, I've said this many times, and it's really, I believe it's really true, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai saved Klal Yisrael in the aftermath of the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. He was the ranking sage, right, who literally took, he took, he took the wheel and he steered Klal Yisrael out of, the, out of existential danger. So amazing. 40 years he did business, 40 years he learned, and 40 years he taught. So the Gemara says, "Vitanya, we learned mish mem shana kodem shenechar l'abayis l'hayaloshen shal zahoris malbin." And we already learned that what for the forty years before the base of Metosh was destroyed, the red string never turned white. That was already happening for forty years. Ella madim, it would remain red. Utnan, we learned mishechar l'abayis hiskin Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. So remember again, it seems that Rabbi Yochanan's forty years of teaching really only began when. After the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, that's where, that's when Yochanan ben Zakkai he was on the scene, but his rise to prominence was really after the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed. So if that's the case, he wasn't legislating about moving the red string outside of the Beis Hamikdash already. In his first of all, at that time already, when the Beis Hamikdash was standing, he wasn't really a posek yet. He wasn't a rebbe yet. He was still learning. Number two, the, the string was remaining red the entire time anyway. To which the one says something amazing: the idach. Rav Nachman will say, "V'idach osam arbaim shana delamad talmid Yosef lefnei Rabba Haba va'amar milsa v'istaber ta'ame v'kavei Rabbi Bishmei." And the other opinion will say, i.e., Rav Nachman Yitzchak will say, "No, he actually legislated this in his forty years of learning. During his forty years of learning, he was going ahead and he was going ahead and he was he said this over." His Rebbe was very impressed with this approach and established this halacha in his name while he was still a student. Okay, so we'll say, so what comes out is we have nine takhanas of Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, eight of them, eight of them, there's agreement on. The ninth one, there is machlokas. So we'll say, but it also teaches you something so incredibly amazing. If you look at Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai's life, you see such a model, such a model for successful living, right? 40, and by the way, the 40, 40, 40, those, those tekufos are not mutually exclusive, but you see the 40 years being engaged in business, how important it is to live a life of financial stability, right? Because where there is financial, not, not that money is, not that money is the ends, but that financial stability allows a person to accomplish a lot of things in life and allows a person hopefully to not be overwhelmed by the financial obligations of life. 40 years of learning. You wanna make, make a difference in this world, perfect yourself. See, all of us wanna make a difference, but we often don't realize that for me to make the world a better place, I have to make me a better person. And then a tekufa in life, where it's not just about my personal growth, because it's easy to fall into the trap of just, it's all about my personal growth. No, what are you contributing? 
What are you contributing? 40 years, Rabbi Yochanan Metzachai becomes a Rebbe. Because personal growth is very nice, but at a certain point in time, if it's only about my personal growth, and I don't give back to anyone or anything around me, that becomes, unfortunately, a pursuit of selfishness. That becomes, an egocent- that becomes egocentricity. So the 40 years of business representing trying to establish some level of financial stability in life, the 40 years of working on yourself representing the idea that to change the world, you have to become a better you, and the 40 years of contributing to those around you, representing if you just live life for you and just your nuclear family without trying to impact those around you, unfortunately, that is a stunted existence. Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Zakai, beautiful. Say that, we're going to go quickly. Say the brachos. Remember again, we're now back to the Tilas of Rosh Hashanah. Back to the Tilas of Rosh Hashanah. So the Mishnah is going to go into great depth regarding, regarding ultimately, again, how that tefillah is set up. So say the brachas, Omer Avos, Ugvuros, Kedush, Asayom. Say the bracha of Avos, which is the bracha, right? Then Gvuros, Ato Gibar. The Olama Shamachayim Isim Ato. Rav Lo Shia Mechal Kel Chayim. Ukedushas Hashem. Kedushas Hashem is Ato Kadosh. Atakadosh. Now, Boston, we're going to see this in Machlokas as to how to structure the Shmona Essay of Rosh Hashanah. The Kolel Malchios Imohen. Now, according to the first approach in the Mishnah, Malchios, remember again, we've established, although we're going to go back and talk about this again today, that davening on Rosh Hashanah is comprised of Malchios, Zichronos, and Shofaros. So now the Gemara is going to say, where do you say Malchios? Mishnah says, you say Malchios in the section of Kedushas Hayom. But you don't blow the Shofar in Malchios. Then you say Kedushas Hayom, and then you blow the shofar. Zichronos, Vitokea. You go and you blow the shofar in Zichronos. Shofros, Vitokea. And then Shofros, you blow again. Then you say Avoda, Ritzei, Hoda, Modim, Birchas Kanim, exactly as it sounds. Then Sim Shalom, and then you finish around. This, I will say, is the Shmona Esther Kandra Biochana Benuri. Amor Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva says, So I will say, Rabbi Akiva is very intrigued because Rabbi Yochana Benuri's model, ultimately, again, you're not blowing shofar in Malchios. So Rabbi Akiva says, if you're not blowing shofar in Malchios, why are you even including it in Shmona Esther? Now the Gemara is going to say, what does that mean? We'll get to that. Ella Omer, rather, will say, here is Rabbi Akiva's model of Tefillah and Rosh Hashanah, which in fact is the model we adopt. Ella Omer Avos, Ugvuros, Ukidusha Sashem. Rather, what we do is we say Avos, first bracha, Gvuros, which ultimately ends with Magin Avram, second bracha, Kidusha Sashem, the section of Atta Kadosh, Vikolel Mal, and then correct Atta Kadosh, and then again, we end up Amelech Kadosh. The Kolel Malchios im Kedushas Hayom. And remember, Malchios is said with the section of Kedushas Hayom. Atta Kidashta. Right? So remember again, we have a section, we have a section that seeks out the sanctity of Rosh Hashanah. Malchios is said as part of that section, Vitokea. And we blow shofar together with Malchios. Vito, so the Gemara Vitokea. Zichronos, then we say Zichronos. Vitokea. We say Zichronos, which we will say, remember again, just to reiterate this, Malchius is a section that speaks about the monarchical identity of God. Zichronos speaks about the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu remembers everything. We blow Shofar as part of that. Shofros Vitokea. We say Shofros, which speaks about the power of Shofar. Past Shofar, Messianic Shofar, Vitokea, and we blow. And then Vaomer Avoda, 
This is the model of Shmona Esrei of Rabbi Akiva, which is the model we accept to this very day. We say the bracha of Avos, we say the bracha of Gevuros, we say Kedushas Hashem Atakadosh, or we end Kadosh. Then the section of Kedushas Hayom, speaking about the sanctity of the day, included in that section is Malchios, shofar blowing for Malchios, Zichronos, shofar blowing for Zichronos. Shofros, shofar blowing with shofros, then ritzei, modim, berchas koanim, sim shalom, the end. Beautiful. Says the Gemara, Om Rabbi Akiva, emeno tekele malchios, lama hu maskir. So also Rabbi Akiva said to Rabbi Yochanan Manuri, if you're not going to blow the shofar for malchios, then why do you even bother to say malchios? The Gemara says, what does that mean? Lama hu maskir, rachmana ama itkar. The Torah says you have to say malchios. The Torah says, we'll discuss exactly where the Torah says you have to say malchios. But as Rabbi Akiva saying? So the Gemara says, no, no, no. What Rabbi Akiva meant to say was as follows. El lama eser. Both says, we're going to see the setup is that we say 10 psukim each from Malchios, Zichronos, and Shofros. What Rabbi Akiva says is like this, if at the end of the day, we're not going to blow Shofar by Malchios, then why should we say 10 psukim by Malchios? Namely, Leimatesha, just only say 9. After all, the whole of the Ishtani, Ishtani. Why don't we say that since Malchios is clearly different than Zichronos and Shofros, let it also be different in the number of psukim you have to say. To which the Gemara says, Tan Rabbanon, Minayin Sha'omrim Avos. So both say the Gemara is now going to go through the structure of Shemona Esrei very quickly in an effort to figure out why we say Malchios, Zichronos, and Shofar. So we have our fundamental Machlokas between Rabbi Yochanan Benuri and Rabbi Akiva as to the structure of Shemona Esrei on Rosh Hashanah. We paskin like Rabbi Akiva. So the Gemara goes weiter. Minayin Sha'omrim Avos. How do you know that in Shemona Esrei, you begin with Eloke Avram, Eloke Yitzchak, Eloke Yaakov. Shnei Mar, Havula Hashem Bnei Elim. Literally, again, give praise to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the sons of the great ones. The Bnei Elim over here is a reference to the Avos. As such, when we begin to give praise to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in Shemona Esrei, we start Eloke Avram, Eloke Yitzchak, Eloke Yaakov. Nashom Gvuros. How do you know that the next section in Shemona Esrei is Gvuros? Atagibor. We speak about the strength of Hashem. Shene'emar havula Hashem kavod vaoz. Literally again, give praise to Hashem about His strength. kiddushos. How do you know that you say atakadosh? How do you know that you have a section of kiddusha? Shene'emar havula Hashem kivod shemo. Literally again, give praise to Hashem, glory to His name. Bow down to Hashem in the glory of the Bahadras Kodesh, in the glory of His holiness. So remember again, we actually weren't so concerned with the beginning of Shemona Esrei, we're much more concerned with how we know Malchias, Zichronos, and Shofros, but that was just an intro to the discussion. So how do you know that we say Malchios, Zichronos, and Shofros? So watch this, Rabbi Eliezer, Omer, Dichsev, Shavason, Zichron, Trua, Mikra Kodesh. So what's Rabbi Lazar holds that we learn it out from the Pasik. So watch how the Gemara dissects this Pasik. Shabason, Zekidushasayom. So Shabason is the day of Shabbos. That refers to the sanctity of the day. Kidushasayom. Zichron, Zikrite, or Zikaron. No, sorry. Zikron, that refers to Zikronos. Trua. That's Shofros, Mikra Kodesh, Kadshehu Ba'asiyas Melacha. 
Mikra Kodesh means sanctify it, namely, don't do malacha on the day. Amr Rabbi Akiva, so Rabbi Akiva says, one second, Why not say that Shabbason means what? That you have to go ahead and observe a Shabbos on that day, i.e. abstain from Malacha. So Pasach HaKasov Tchila. So the says, I'm sorry, Shabbason, Shabbos, 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 Pasach HaKasov Tchila. Ela Shabbason, rather Rabbi Akiva says like this, Shabbason, Kachevas Yes Malacha. Means, don't do Malacha. Zichron, Eila Zichronos. Trua, Eila Shofros. Mikra Kodesh, Ze Kiddushas Hayom. So we'll say, I want to show you something very interesting here, which is if you notice, if you notice, when the Gemara asks, how do, you, how do we know that we say, we begin with Avos, and then Gvuros, and then go to Kedusha, that's proven through Psukim in Navi. Right, chapter 29, I'm sorry, in Tehillim. Chapter 29 in Tehillim. If you notice when it comes to Machios, Zichronos, and Shofros, what's fascinating about this is, it's proven from a Pasuk. So remember again, all of this is rabbinic, right? Because understand, tefillah itself, the structure of tefillah as we have it, is midrab banon. But chazal ultimately are trying to, it's not smachta. They're trying to find a pasuk to support the structure. So it's just interesting to note that the structure for Rosh Hashanah comes from the pasuk of Rosh Hashanah, which is really quite beautiful. So the Gemara goes right there. The Gemara says, malchios. So how do you know that you say malchios? So we'll say another approach. So that was the first approach. Malchios, Zechronos, and Shofros. All learned that from the Pasuk Rosh Hashanah. Another approach. Menaish or Malchios. How do you know that you say Malchios on Rosh Hashanah? Tanya, Rebbe Omer, Ani Hashem Alokechem. The Pasuk says, I am Hashem your God. Ubachodesh Hashvi'i. And then right afterwards it says, on the seventh month. On the seventh month. So since those two phrases are juxtaposed, I am Hashem your God, on the first of the seventh month, which is Rosh Hashanah, we learn from there, Zum Malchios that on the Rosh Hashanah, you're supposed to declare, Ani Hashem Elokeichem, that's Malchius. Rabbi Yosef, Yehuda Omer, Eino Tzarech, I don't need that limud. Chavarehu Omer, V'haya Lochem, L'zikharon Lifnei Hashem Elokeichem. The Pasuk says, it shall be for you a remembrance before Hashem your God. She'in Tamad Lomar, Ani Hashem Elokeichem. The Pasuk doesn't need to say, I am Hashem your God. Uma Tamad Lomar, Ani Hashem Elokeichem. Why does it say, Ani Hashem Elokeichem? Zeb Bana Av. So we'll say it creates a paradigm. A binyan av. To teach us a paradigm, which is wherever there is zichronos, wherever there is an element of remembrance, there's also always malchius. There's also always some reference to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's monarchical identity. Vehechan omra. And where do you say it? Where do you say malchius? I'm sorry. Vehechan omra the sayom. Tanya, Rebbe Omer, ima malchius omra. So Rabbi says like this. So remember again, where do you say, where should you insert Kedushan? Because I will say, here's what's interesting about what's, this discussion. I know the pieces that go into the Shemona Esrei of, of Rosh Hashanah. Well, the Machlokis is kind of where you put everything. So you've got Malchio, Zichronos, and Shofros, right? That we've established. You also have Kedushan Sayom, which is just the general bracha that speaks about the sanctity of the day. Where do you put Kiddusha Sayom? So the Gemara says, Rebbe Omer, Ima Malchius Omra. Rebbe says, We say Kiddusha Sayom with Malchius. Why? Samamatsinu. But say Samamatsinu, right? Because what have we found in every situation? Bechomakom Berevius. But say, in general, the bracha of Kiddusha Sayom in Shmona Esri is usually what? The fourth bracha. Meaning, what that means is it comes after the first three, right? I have the bracha of Avos, I have the bracha of Mug and Avram. 
I have the Racham, the Chayamesim, and then in general, like just think about the Shabbos Shmona for just a moment, right? Then right after that, you have Yismach Moshe, Tikanto Shabbos, Ato Kidashta, right? That's Kiddushas Hayom. So Kiddushas, Rebbe's Kiddushas Hayom is the fourth Bracha on Shmona Esrei. Afkan Berevius, so too over here on Rosh Hashanah, it should also be the fourth Bracha. Rebbe Shimon Lealomer, he said, therefore, we'll say, what that does is, by the way, that puts it with Malchius. Like that, but so Malchus. Or should we No, it Zichronos Omro. No, not true. You should say Kedushas Hayom with Zichronos. How so? Mamatzino bechal makom beemtsa. Because we'll say in general, Kedushas Hayom is in the middle of Shmon Esrei. So put it with Zichronos. So it'll be in the middle. Afkan beemtsa. Ukishikidshu beizdin es Hashanah beusha. We'll listen to this. Targumartal now tells a story when beizdin when beizdin established the new month in Usha. Anusha. So we'll say, so remember again, remember again, um, who lived in Usha? This was Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, right? Remember again, yesterday's daf, we saw that the, the Sanhedrin moved where? How do, how do we determine where the Sanhedrin moved? How do we determine? Wherever the Av Beisdin lived, right? They always followed the Av Beisdin. So remember, that's how it went from Yavne to Usha to Sharafam. So in Usha, that was Rosh Hashem Gamliel. So, so listen to this. Kishikichu Beisdin Usha. When the Sanhedrin declared the new month, this was Rosh Hashanah. In Usha, Yor Rabbi Yochanan ben Baroka, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. Here we go. Rabbi Yochanan ben Baroka went in front of Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. Because you also remember again, that's why it's in Usha. Because Rabbi Shimon Gamliel is the Nasi. He is the head of the Sanhedrin. And therefore the Sanhedrin followed him. So what happened? Rabbi Yochanan ben Baroka went to Davin for the Amid. Va'asa ki Rabbi Yochanan ben Uri. And he structured Ishmona Esrei like Rabbi Yochanan ben Uri in the Mishnah. Amalur Rabbi Shimon. Lo hayu noagin kein biyavne. This is not how we conducted ourselves in Yavne. Supposed to remember again, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, remember the days in Yavne when the basin was by his father, Rabbi Gamliel. Right? And he said, that's not how we did things in Yavne. Right? In Yavne, what he seems to be saying is, we, we daven shmona senal, Rabbi Yochanan Menuri, but like Rabbi Akiva, the Yom Hasheni, Yorad Rabbi Hanina Beno, the next day, well, it sounds like the next day, Yom Hasheni, the next day, on the, I should say on the second day, Rabbi Hanina, the son of Rabbi Yosei Aglili, daven for the Amid, va'asak Rabbi Akiva, and he daven shmona senal, like Rabbi Akiva. This is how we did it in Yavna. So I'll say, very interesting. This might say actually is very important because you see already earlier on, they'd adopted the version of Shmona Esrei for Rosh Hashanah, like Rabbi Akiva, and not like Rabbi Yochan ben Nuri. So the Gemara says, the Memra, the Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, but Rabbi Akiva, severely. So it seems to be clear that Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, passed like Rabbi Akiva, Vaha, Am Rabbi Akiva, Malchius in Kiddusha Sayom. But yet Rabbi Akiva was of the opinion, he said that the bracha of Malchius is said together with Kiddusha Sayom. Rishikamil was just quoted above as saying that ultimately again Kiddusha Sayom is said with Zichronos. So what's going on over here? Am Rabbi Zeira Lomar Shetokin Malchius. No, no, no. So we'll say, here's what's interesting. Apparently, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel did not subscribe to the approach of Rabbi Akiva. But what he was saying was the final. Well, so remember again, according to Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Nuri, they did not blow the shofar with Malchius. Rabbi Akiva said, why are you not blowing the shofar with Malchius? When Rabbi Shimon Gamliel said, in Yavna, we pass like Rabbi Akiva, he wasn't referring to the structure of the Shmona Esrei. 
Rather, he was referring to what? That you should blow the shofar even during Malchius. So the Gemara says, Lomar shtokin Malchius. Now the Gemara says, by the way, Liomashini yard Rabbi Hanina. So let's remember again in the story, it says, on the second day, Rabbi Hanina, the son of Rabbi Yossi, Davin for the Amid. And he conducted himself like Rabbi Akiva. So the Gemara says, "My Sheni, what do you mean the second day?" Seilema Yom Tov Sheni. So we'll say, are you, about, are you saying it's the second day of Rosh Hashanah? So we'll say, so remember again, this story occurred before there was widespread acceptance of the second day of Rosh Hashanah. The Memra Abruha La Elul is that to say then that they made Elul a thirty-day month. Yet we learn from the days of Ezra and on, Elul was never a 30-day month. It was always a 29-day month. So why would they be observing a second day of Rosh Hashanah? To which the says, It means the next day, the next time Rosh Hashanah occurred, which was when? Next year. Right, so, we'll say, so what happened, happened that year. And ultimately, again, in the following year, in the following year, Rabbi Yossi, sorry, Rabbi Hanin, the son of Rabbi Yossi, Davin for the Amid, and he conducted himself like Rabbi Kiv. I will say, absolutely beautiful. So again, it's always very special to see that the Shemona Esrei that we daven is the Shemona Esrei of Rabbi Akiva, is the Shemona Esrei of Yavne, of, of, in this case, of Usha, incredibly and profoundly meaningful. Says the Mishnah, I will say, in the sections of Machios, Zichronos, and Shofros, we recite no less than 10 psukim per section. Rabbi Yochanan Omer, Omer im Amar Gimel Gimel Mikulon Yatsar. Rabbi Yochanan says, if you said three of each, your Yotze. We'll discuss exactly what three of each actually means. Says the Yimara, Hani Yasar Amalchios Kineged Mi, why, why 10? Or why do you say 10 psukim Amalchios? Corresponding to the ten halalukas that David Amalek said in Sefer Tehillim. Right? So, what the Gemara is asking over here is why ten? Why ten? The Gemara phrases it as why ten malchias, but what it means is why, why ten? Why ten psukim for, per section? Corresponding to the ten halalukas that David Amalek said in Tehillim. The Gemara says, ten halalukas, hilulim tovahanach. There are much more than ten halalukas in Sefer Tehillim. Rather, the Gemara says, "Hanach dechsiv bahu halaluhu b'seka shofar." It was like corresponding ultimately again to the ten halalukas, which reference tikkia or which reference shofar, which reference shofar. Rav Yosef Amar. So, corresponding to the ten halalukas, which reference shofar, we adopt the model of ten psukim. Per Malchios, Zichronos, and Shofaros section. Rabbi Yosef Amar, Kineged Asaris Adibros, Shinemru Lola Moshe Misinai. Both say this is beautiful. So Rabbi Yosef says, corresponding to the Ten, to the ten Commandments. I both say, now what do the Ten Commandments have to do with Malchios, Zichronos, and Shofaros? Because I both say, what is the entire essence of Rosh Hashanah? The entire essence of Rosh Hashanah is to be inscribed in the Book of Life, is to be inscribed in the Sefer Achaim, to be forgiven and to be given another year of life. If I want life, what do I need? I need Aseris Adibros. If I want life, I need Torah. If I want life, ultimately I need to fulfill my spiritual obligations. So according to this approach, the very underpinning of Tefillah on Rosh Hashanah, Malchios, Zichronos, and Shofros 
corresponds to the Asiyah Shadibra's Torah and the observance of Torah and the internalization of Torah is the key to success in life. So the Gemara goes like, Rabbi Yochanan Benuri, Rabbi Yochanan Amar, Keneged Asara Ma'amaros, Shabbat Nivra'olam. It's very beautiful. Rabbi Yochanan says, it corresponds to the 10 utterances. Right? They will say, when you go through, the, when you go through Parshas Bereshis, you will find that there are 10 utterances, 10 times that HaKadosh Baruch Hu made a statement of creation. So corresponding to the 10 utterances, we have 10 psukim in Malchios, Zichronos, and Shofar. So we'll say, what's the connection? Very simple, of course. Rosh Hashanah is the day of creation. And therefore, again, we build in that creation motif with 10 psukim in each section corresponding to the, cre- to corresponding to the 10 utterances of creation. So the Gemara says, one second, 10. Tesavu, there's only nine. I as well say, remember, what's an utterance? Vayomer Elohim. Anytime it's Vayomer Elohim, God said. Vayomer Elohim, he are. That, that, that's a maimar, right? That's a statement. Gemara says, go through, the, go through the parasha. There's only nine. There's only nine. To which Gemara says, you're right. Bereshis nami ma'amar. Very interesting. Bereshis itself. The word Bereshis bara Elohim. That too is an utterance. That too is a statement of creation. Incredible. So Gemara says as follows. Dixiv bidvar Hashem shamayim nasu. Because the Pasuk says again, with the word of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the heavens were created. Rabbi Yochanan Menuri Amar, Im Amar Shalosh, Shalosh Mikulan Yasa. Right? Rabbi Yochanan Menuri said, if you only said three of each, you are Yotze. So he bai lehu, heichi katani, Shalosh Menat Torah, Shalosh Menat Avim, Shalosh Menat Ksuvim, Davu Teisha, Ve'ike Benei Echada, Odilma Echad Menat Torah, Ve'echad Menat Avim, Ve'echad Menat Ksuvim, Tahavilan Shalosh, Ve'ike Menat Torah. So let's say, so remember again, what's happening in the Mishnah? So the Tanakhama says, you need ten psukim. So as Rabbi Yochanan Benuri is saying, no, no, you don't need 10. You only need three of Chomish, three of Navi, three of Ksuvim. And therefore, their Machlok is only about one Pasuk. Or as Rabbi Yochanan Benuri is saying, you only need one of Chomish, one of Navi, one of Ksuvim. You only need three Pesukim for each section, in which case their Machlokes is much more significant. To which the Gemara says, Tashma, Tisanya, in Pokos, Machlokes, we learned in the Bright Saw, you can't say less than 10 psukim from Alchias for Shof, Zichronos, and Shofros. But if you only said seven psukim for each section, you're Yotze. Right? Why seven? Keneged Shiva Rakim, corresponding to the seven levels of the Rakia. Rabbi Yochamanuri Omer, Hapoches Loivchos Misheva. Rabbi Yochamanuri says you shouldn't say less than seven. Vahim Amar Shalosh Mikulan. But if you said a total of three psukim, for each bracha. So Rabbi Yochabinuri says, if you only say three psukim for Malchus, three psukim for Zechronos, three psukim for Shofros, that works. Keneged, Torah, Nevi'im, Uksuvim. Corresponding to Torah, Nevi'im, Uksuvim. V'amrila, Keneged, Kohanim, Levi'im, V'Yisraelim. V'amr, Avhuna, Amr, Shmua, Alach, Rabbi Yochabinuri. And Rabbi say, that indeed is the halacha. That halacha, what we have when you look in the Machzer is, we have ten psukim. Ten psukim from Malchios, Zichronos, and Shofros. The way it works is three from Chomish, three from Navi, three from Ksuvim, and a concluding Pasuk from Chomish. But bid the Ebed, if you only said three psukim, one from Chomish, one from Navi, one from Ksuvim, technically speaking, it works. Good. Mishnah. Eimas Kirin. Eimas Kirin. Zichron, Malchios, and Shofros, Shalporanos. Shabbosai. When choosing the psukim from Malchios, Zichronos, and Shofros, we do not choose any pasuk that makes a reference to punishment. 
Right? So in other words, in the Psukim of Machios and Zechronos and Shofros, we want them to be upbeat. So we do not talk about anything to do with punishment. Maschil Torah umashlim benavi. So we go ahead and we start with Torah, start with Psukim of Torah. And we have a Psukim of Navi. Rabbi Yossi Rabbi says, even if you conclude with Psukim of Torah, you are Yotze. Amen Beis. Amen Beis. Okay. Good. Malchios, Kigon, Ani Hashem, Nuom Hashem, Shabbosah, Imlo, Biyad, Chazaka, Obezor, Natuya, Obechema, Shafucha, Emloch, Alechem. Shabbosah, here again, he's quoting a passage from Micheskel, and here the passage makes reference to the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the king, but it talks about again anger. Anger. And again, even though Rav Nachman said, let HaKadosh Baruch Hu get angry at us, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu gets angry at us and punishes us, we are purged through that divine anger and punishment. We do not mention any psukim of anger on Rosh Hashanah. And I will say this is incredibly important because the truth is, this goes back to Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai and the removal of the red string. See, Chazal understood that the most important component to tshuva is a sense of hope and optimism. A person has to believe in themselves. A person has to believe in the power of change. A person has to believe in the ability that I can start over. And I will say, by the way, this is built into the concept of tshuva. That's why Chazal, even from a halachic perspective, try to make tshuva as easy as possible. Right? Takana Sashav, we don't have time for now, but we spoke about this before. So we'll say, isn't it incredible? So therefore, the Gemara says, we don't want any psukim of divine wrath. No psukim. Because we'll say, think about this just a moment. Right? If Rosh Hashanah is shock and awe, which to a certain degree it is already. But if the psukim themselves also convey a sense of divine wrath, a sense of divine anger, a person is just going to give up. A person is going to say, I, I, I can't turn this around. And Chazal ultimately wants to say, isn't it incredible? And again, in general, by the way, such an important yisod in life. If you want to help facilitate change within another person, the way to do that is build them up, don't knock them down. No one has ever changed because they've been made to feel like a piece of garbage, right? Instead, no one's ever been put down and says, you know what, that was really a good put down. That was a cathartic put down in my life, right? Now that I feel like a doorman, a piece of garbage, now I'm really ready to try. That's not how people change. People change, right? We, we know this. We know this from our personal lives, from our professional lives, right? No, no one ever changes like that. When you build people up, you make them feel like they're capable, okay? Not ignoring their shortcomings. That's isn't incredible. Chazal said, no psukim of divine wrath. Zichron, or right, Zichron, it's Kigon. The Gemara is just giving examples of psukim of divine wrath. Zichron, Kigon, Vayiskar, Kibasar, So again, just giving different examples of psukim that highlight wrath that we're not going to use. Shofar, Kigon, Tiku, Shofar, Begiva. Avalim, Ba, Lomar, Machios, Zichron, Veshofar. Shal Paranos, Shal Obdei, Omer. If you want to speak, if you want to use psukim, ultimately, again, to speak about divine wrath, towards the nations of the world in retribution for how they've mistreated Klav Yisrael, that you could include. That you could include. So I'll say again, 
Interestingly enough, if you want to include those psukim which highlight divine wrath, divine wrath against the Ummah Sa'ulam, that's your permitted to do. I'll say another incredible statement here. Eimas kirin zichron shel yachid va'afilo l'tova. I will say, in the section of Zichronos, it just like we don't make any reference to any psukim of Zichronos, of divine remembrance, that have to do with wrath, we also don't use psukim of Zichronos that only reference the plight of the individual. The psukim of Zichronos ultimately, again, have to be focused on the collective. Kigon, Zachrini Hashem, so quoting over here the Pasuk from uh, secha. So I'll say, because this remembrance is phrased in the singular, therefore, halacha we will not include it. So I'll say, this is also very interesting, because the truth is, you wouldn't have thought this, right? I would have thought I'd have can you sukim of zechonos in the singular. Why? Why? Because I will say, what is Rosh Hashanah all about? Right? Call ba'e olam over the fun of... Come on, right? Kibnei Marod, right? Kibnei Marod. I'll say no more blank stares with this. Come on, this is not. This is interactive. This part. Hey, so I'll say so again. Kibnei Marod. You have to chazer. You have to chazer. At least the good dapim. You have to chazer, right? We come before Hakadosh Baruch like sheep, one by one. So you would have thought that dafka, the individual psukim of zikaron could be. So I'll say, but once again, it's the same motif. The whole point of tefillah is to build confidence, and nothing builds confidence more than knowing. You're not in it alone. You're part of the collective. We'll say that is the entire essence. Tshuva takes place when people feel confident, when people feel secure that they can turn it around. And one of the ways, one of the greatest security blankets of being a Yid is to know I am part of a collective. I am part of an Am. I am part of something bigger than myself. So that even if I don't have the requisite merits to carry the day, I could tap into the zechuyos of my people. So incredible. Upikdonos, harien kizichronos. And I will say, any lashon of pikadon, remembrance, is the same thing as zichronos. Kigon, vashem pakaret sara. Ukigon, pakot pakaret yeskam de rabiosi. Rabiudom, Rabiudom says, no, no, no. Enos kizichronos. No, no, no. For the psukim of zichronos, you can't use anything with pakad. It has to be zikaron. So we must rabiosi. Nihinami de piktonos, harien kizichronos. Even if you want to adapt the approach that pikdonos, pikadon is like zikaron, vashem pakarasara, pikadon diyachiru. How can you use vashem pakarasara? Vashem pakarasara is what? Is what? Is an individual apostle. Talking about an individual. How can you use that? This is incredible. Kevan da asu rabbim minei kirabim damya. Since many people came from that remembrance, since many people came from that vashem pakarasara, it is like a it is like a collective pasuk. Suushan roshechem vinasu pisiolab. Excuse me. Thank you. Sushar Mashaykh Minasu Pisra Alam, Devo Melacha Kabod, Mizem Melacha Kabod Hashem Izuz Vigibar Hashem Gibar Melchama. Sushar Mashaykh, Usu Pisra Alam, Devo Melacha Kabod, Muse Melacha Kabod Hashem Tzvakos, Melacha Kabod Sela. So I will say, now watch this. What the Gemara is going to do is take that Pasik, take that Pasik. Right, so remember again, that is Tehillim Parakh of Dalit. So interesting enough, in that Pasuk, you have a lot of references to God as King. So the Gemara is going to discuss, essentially, if you use that Pasuk in, in, in Shemona Esrei, how many remembrances can that count for? So the Gemara says, let's analyze the Pasuk. So the Gemara says, Rishona Shtaim, 
Right in the beginning, there are two mentions of in the first pasuk. There are two mentions of king kingship. Rishon Hashnayim, Shnia Shalosh. In the second pasuk, ultimately again, there are three references to Hakadosh Baruch Hu's monarchical identity. So we'll say, in other words, it's possible that out of one pasuk, you can get five references to Hakadosh Baruch Hu's Malchus. Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Yudomer, no. Rishon Achos, the first pasuk only counts as one. Shnia Shnayim, ultimately, second pasuk counts as two. Zamru Elokim Zameru. Zamru Lamakinu Zameru, Kimalach Kala Ares Elokim. So we'll say again, the Gemara goes again the Pasik from Tilim. We'll say, remember again, we say these Psukim right before Tikiya Shofar. So the Gemara says, so the Gemara says, Shtaim Dirabi Osiriyos, he says, this counts as two utterances of Akadosh Baruchu, Rabbi Yudo Omer Achos, Vishavion, and they agree, the Malach Elokim Al Goyim. Elokim Yashavat Yisei Kadshon Shehi Achos. That ultimately again, that ultimately again, this only counts as one. Zichron Sheyesh Bo Trua Kigon Shabason Zichron Trua Mikra Kodesh. So we'll say, listen to this. What happens? What happens now? We'll say again. We're just trying to figure out if there's the possibility of using one psukim to satisfy multiple uh, to satisfy multiple psukim. In other words. If the goal is that you're supposed to say ten psukim, right? Which is not supposed to have ten psukim in each section that reference Hakadosh Baruch Hu's monarchical identity, Malchias, Zechronos, Shofaros. So some of these psukim, which have multiple references to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, can they satisfy? Can they count as more than one utterance? Good. That's the Machlokes. So the Gemara goes right there. What about Zichron Sheish Botshua? Supposed to listen to this. Let's see. Have a pasuk that references the fact that Hakadosh Baruch Hu remembers, but it also mentions Shofar. What do you do with the pasuk like that? Kigon Shabbason Zichron Trua. Like I was saying, here you have the pasuk Shabbason Zichron Trua. So it says Zichron, which is Zichronos, and Trua, which is Shofros. Where would you put that pasuk in the Malchus? Well, in the Zichronos Shofros section. So the Gemara says Omra Ima Zichronos, Va Omra Ima Shofros Rabbios. Rabbios, he says you can use that pasuk wherever you want. You can put it wherever you want. You want to put it in Zichronos, you want to put it in Shofros, wherever you want. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, no, Eino Ella. Ultimately, again, he says that goes with Zichronos, because ultimately, again, you can see the primary thrust of the Pasik is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's ability to remember. What happens if you have a Pasik that discusses God's monarchical identity together with Shofar? Kigon, Hashem Elokav Imo, Uchuas Melech Bo. So we'll say again, here you have a Pasik that references both. Hashem Elokav Imo, sorry. So ultimately, again, the pasuk. I'm sorry. Right, according from the pasuk, Hashem lekavi mo utras melech ba midbar. So Moshe says, "What do you do with this pasuk?" So Omra ima Malchus or Shofros Rabbi Yosef. He says once again, you can say with Malchus or Shofros because the pasuk makes reference to both God's monarchical identity as well as Shofar. Rabbi Yehuda Omer eino Omra ele im ha Malchus. Rabbi Yehuda says, "No, you only say it with Malchus." True, sheini ma loklum. What about a pasuk that just references Shofar and nothing else? Kigon, Yom Tirua Yihielochem, it'll be a day of Trua for you. Omra Ima Shofros Rabbi Yosef. He says, You say that with Shofros Rabbi Yosef. Omer, Eino Omra Kotliker. Is that true? Yehuda holds that Allah Chalamaisa, a positive that just makes reference to Shofar, but doesn't tie into something else, you don't say at all. Good. So remember again, the Mishnah said, you begin with Pesukim of Torah and you end with Nabi. Rabbi Yossi says, if you want to end with a Pasuk in Torah, that's okay as well. So also, Rabbi Yossi sounds like he's saying, 
if you want to end with a Pasuk in Chumash, you can. So it sounds like Bidi Eva, you can, but Lachatkila, you wouldn't. Is that true about Tanya? We learned Rabbi Yossi Omer, Hamash, Limitor, Harezi, Meshubach. Rabbi Yossi said that if you end Malchios, Zichronis, and Shofros with a Pasuk from Chumash, that is praiseworthy. Ema Mashlim. Rather, no, no, no. What it means is, what it means, you should change it, change it in Achinami that the Mishnah should say, Mashlim. That ultimately, what Rabbi Yossi is saying is, Mashlim in Torah. That you should end the sections of Machios, Zichronos, and Shofros with a Pasek from Chomish. Ay, Vaho, Im Hishlim Katan. That's not what the Mishnah says. The Mishnah says, Im Hishlim. Im Hishlim means what? If you did it. If you did it, sounds like what? So the Tanakhama says, you begin the sections of Machios, Yechronos, and Shofros with Torah, and you have a Pesukim of Navi, Rabbi Yossi, or Mashlim Batorah. Rabbi Yossi says, no, you should conclude the sections with the Pasuk in Chomish, Ve'im Hishlim Benavi Yatsa. What he means to say is, if you ended up concluding with Pesukim of Navi, you're Yodse, you're Yodse. Taina, we have a that supports this. Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Yossi, Vasikin, Hayu Mashlimin Osavatora. The Vasikin. The Vasikin, right? The, the early pious ones. They would go ahead and end Malchios, Zichronos, and Shofros with a Pasek from Torah. Bishlama, Zichronos, Vishofros, Ikatuva. So I'll say, that's fine, because Zichronos and Shofros, there are plenty of Psukim in the Torah that reference these ideas. Ela Malchios, Tlasi Havyon. Ultimately, again, but by Malchus, there are really only three Pesukim in the Torah that reference HaKadosh Baruch Hu as a king, right? Hashem Elokav imo tras melech bo, vahi b'shura melech, Hashem yimloch li olam v'ayed, va'anon ba'inon eser v'leka, amravuna tashma, there are other Pesukim of Malchus. Listen to this, for example, Shema Yisrael Hashem al-Kino Hashem echad, Malchus, Rabbi Yossi. Say, so Rabbi Yossi holds the Pesuk of Shema Yisrael Hashem al-Kino Hashem echad is a Pesuk of Malchus. Now, what's unique about this? Even though the Pasuk, of course, makes no reference to what? God is a Melech. The stating that God is one, Rabbi Yossi understands, is a testament to his monarchical identity. Va'od, va'od, anan ba'inan eser v'leka. I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry. Rabbi Yudah Omer, ain't a Malchus. Rabbi Yudah says, no, 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 Shemayi Sashon Al-Kino Hashem Echad is not a Pasuk of Malchus. V'yadata yo v'ashevose elebavecha ki Hashem hua elokim ain't od. Malchus, Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi says, that's a Pasuk of Malchus. Rabbi Yossi, you see a theme. Rabbi Yossi holds that any Pasuk which attests to the singularity of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in and of itself a Pasuk of Malchus. Rabbi Huda Omer, ain't a Malchus. Rabbi Huda says, it's not Malchus. Because we'll say, Rabbi Huda says, the only Pasuk that's a Pasuk of Malchus is what? Is what? A Pasuk that says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a Melech. I'm sorry. Ain't a Malchus. Ain't Ki Hashem Hu Elokim Ein Od Milvado, right? You have testified to, right? You have seen with your own, you have seen, and you have come to know that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is the King Ein Od Milvado. There is no one beside him. Malchus, Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi says that's a pasuk of Malchus. Again, we'll say again. You see the theme. Any pasuk that testifies to the singular uniqueness of Hakadosh Baruch Hu is Malchus. Rabbi Yudha Omer, Eino Malchus. Rabbi Yudha says that Allah Chalamaisa, that is not a Pasuk of Malchus. Good. We'll say, we'll have to stop over. So we'll say, a lot, a lot, Baruch Hashem. We're going to stop it here. We'll say just, I'm going to, we're going to start 545. We'll continue tomorrow and, uh, tomorrow and Friday, Emir Hashem. Shorter that, Emir Tzah Hashem, we're going to cover some good ground. We'll cover some good ground today. We'll continue tomorrow. Shkoyach, everyone.
know. 